Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. It's Hunter Lowry here. I hope you had a great Halloween. I don't know if anybody was even able to trick-or-treat or do anything like that this year. I sure did not. <laughs> we had a, uh, a pretty fun night, though. We just rode horses, barbecued at the house, super low-key. It was, it was awesome, but hopefully you guys just had an, a great time. And I've been getting a ton of questions about this, as I'm sure you can imagine. I think everybody has the same thought on their mind. How in the heck should I be navigating the investment waters during this election? What's going to happen? What's going to happen if Trump gets reelected? What's going to happen if Biden gets elected? I mean, no matter what your political views are, no matter what flag you have in the back of your truck or what bumper sticker you have on your car or what you're thinking, if you have money invested, not even in the stock market, just in anything, you have a little bit of skin in this game and you're probably wondering what you should be doing with your investments to make sure that you're following the market because the market doesn't really care about politicians. It doesn't care who gets elected. Remember, the market doesn't correlate 100% with the overall economy. But I think that there's some very, very large issues at play here that, you know, depending on who gets elected and depending on what actions they take here in the short run is going to have a major, major reflection on how the market's going to behave. So our goal here is to just follow that pattern. We're gonna, we want to just have an idea of where we think the market's going to go and follow that wave with it. Because right at the end of the day, the market's never wrong. <laughs> whether or not you like what the market's saying or whether or not you're happy that the market went up if one person gets elected or not. I mean, it doesn't matter what you think. We just want to follow whatever the market does. But even though the market does not correlate 100% with the economy, we still like to look at economic conditions and give us a little bit of an indicator of where we think things might go. And I've been saying this for a while. I think the next six months still are going to be very, very volatile. So how can we take advantage of that? And what should we expect going forward? Well, to start, just looking at some numbers here, did you realize how much real GDP actually rose in the third quarter? It was over 33% at an annual rate. I mean, it's up huge. And we're actually still down from a year ago, still down about 3%. But why did it increase so much so quickly? Do you remember back in February and March, nobody could decide if it was going to be a, a V-shaped recovery, a W-shaped recovery, a wheelbarrow recovery. I mean, no, everybody, you know, can speculate. And at the end of the day, someone's always right. I always laugh at that. The headlines would say, oh, X and X, or, you know, this 
this economist, they they knew it was coming. They said this a long time ago. It was a V-shaped recovery. Well, you know, there was a hundred other economists or a thousand other economists that said there was going to be a W or a V or a Z or a T. But one person was the genius that got it right every time. <laughs> it's so silly. But why did GDP increase so much in the third quarter? Well, for starters, do you realize that this fiscal year, and this fiscal year ended September 30th, that the government spent six point five trillion dollars. That's that's trillion with a capital T. Six point five trillion dollars from 2019's fiscal year. That's up 47.3 percent. I mean, government spending is up huge. It's crazy. The amount that the government spent this year, it was 31.2 percent of GDP. And that's the highest amount since the final year of World War II in 1945 when national defense spending was 36.6% of GDP. So the amount of spending we did was just astronomical. And to give you a little bit of relativity, this year, military spending was only 3.5% of, of GDP. All other spending that the government did, that comprised the remaining almost 28%. So where did all that money go? What was it used for? Well, obviously, a lot of the money was directly towards fighting the virus. You know, we had ventilators, field hospitals, payments to hospitals for COVID patients, and a ton, a ton of it was used to support small businesses and workers while they were slash are being shut down. And guys, no matter what your views are on the political stance, this kind of government spending, it just can't continue. We cannot just always print money and constantly provide wages to people to help them survive because they're being forced to close and not allowed to work. Spending that much money during World War II, it was what people were willing to do in order to just secure the American way of life. But we seriously just cannot afford to spend such copious amounts of money so that we can keep people from working and try to fight a virus. And don't get me wrong, I'm not taking the virus lightheartedly. I'm not saying I don't believe that there should be measures taken to help people with this. I understand that there's a lot of people who are a lot more a lot more at risk and a lot more vulnerable than myself, and maybe you are to the virus. And yeah, of course, I think those people, they should take every safety precaution that they seem fit for their particular case. But that being said, spending all of this money to keep people from working who are healthy and to keep the economy moving, it can really, really, really have a lot of bad consequences here sooner than later. And that's not even taken into consideration looking at the physical and mental health problems that businesses and school closures have on people that are also very real and they're just not talked about that often. So at least in my mind, the future of the market here ahead of us, it's gonna be determined by how our next president chooses to address this virus and how they're gonna go about attacking it. If we see another shutdown, if we see another one to $3 trillion of government spending to try to put a Band-Aid over this, I believe that we could see some major, major consequences. And that's why I think there's going to be so much volatility ahead of us here. And at Sierra Ridge, we're taking the upcoming volatility very much into consideration as we're changing our models and preparing to weather this storm. Because I think that we're going to get some great buying opportunities and emotions going to be pushing its way back heavily into your investment decisions. You can't let it happen. Look what happened during the first shutdown. If you got nervous and panicked and you sold in February or March because you were scared of where the market was going, you felt like we would never hit a bottom, emotion just overtook you, you know, you would have been crushed if you didn't get back in. But for my clients who we had stay in the market and who trusted the game plan, we came out making money again really quickly. And I think we're going to have that same test here again soon. The same feelings that you had earlier this year 
if that was keeping you up at night or maybe you were someone that just, you know, you stuck with the game plan. I hope you did this and stuck with what you were going to do and didn't look at it every single day and just let things work out. Whatever those feelings were that you were having, I personally believe that they're going to come back and we're going to have to go through that again. So at the end of the day, how to weather this storm and how to navigate the marketplace during this volatility, it's all going to depend on what your time horizon is and what your goals are. Because I have very two different examples here that I want to talk to you guys about. They're literally complete opposite of each other. I had one person that I was talking with and they said, Hunter, you know, I've done really well in the market. I've, you know, it's an older gentleman. And he says, I need my money to do a bunch of things. I want to move. Um, I'm going to build a new house out where I'm moving to. I have all these things I want to do and I have all the money to do it. I don't know if I'm willing to risk it during this next six to 12 months when I'm going to need it so soon. And I told him, I said, I think it's a good time to liquidate and take your win. Now, of course, that's not something I would tell everybody to do, but for this certain circumstance, he needs the money so soon. Neither of us saw the risk being worth it. We saw too much downside risk and not enough upside potential for him to stay in the market, especially over the short term. Now, I had another person call me just yesterday and it was the complete opposite conversation. It was a younger person who was just really excited about getting started. Um, They've been investing a little bit, but they just wanted some help and, and a little bit of guidance on where to go. And to be honest, I actually told him to start being prepared to take on more risk. I told him with these ebbs and flows and what in your favorite companies that you're watching as they're falling and you see some pullbacks to not be worried about that, but to take it as a buying opportunity and slowly jump in heavier into those positions. Because for him, he has his entire lifetime to make this back up. And as things fall and he can get into better and better prices, I told him to just put in small amounts as you see fit. And that's what's crazy about financial planning and investing in general. I mean, there's not a one, there's no one answer for every single person. There's so many variables that go into it. And there's so many things that you have to take into consideration. I wish it would, you know, that the market would just show a green, a green light, like you're at a stop sign or at a stoplight and say, okay, now invest your money and everybody could put their money in and we all do well. That just never happens. There's so much going on. And for every individual that, You really have to be strategic, especially during crazy times like this. So if you'd like to get my opinion and and just a second pair of eyeballs to look over what you're doing and and see if I think that you're headed in the right direction for the volatility that we're going to be seeing here soon, I would love to help you out with that. You can schedule a call with me at hunterlowry.com or you can just send me an email. If you have a question, I'd be more than happy to address it and I can talk about it on the podcast maybe, or I'm sure, you know, whoever has that question, somebody else is thinking it also. So um, send me an email to hunterlowry at sierraridgewealth.com. And I hope this doesn't come across as like a, a fearful podcast. I mean, I don't want any of my clients to be in fear about this. It's more something that I think that needs to be taken seriously. And as long as you are set up correctly and you have a game plan going through it, the emotions are not going to take over and everything's going to be okay. Because in the end, betting on America has always won. Whoever has ever shorted the market for a long period of time, they never come out victoriously. So we're going to get through all this volatility. It's just making sure that your plan fits your needs and your goals. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. We'll be back soon. But as always, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day, everybody.